Tyler. Hello. It seems uh, Netflix took a few shows behind the barn. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, it's not fucking shocking. Netflix does this all the time. They don't keep shit at all. No. No. I mean, I don't. I never watched any of these, so I don't yeah. know how buttered I am about it, but. Yeah, that's just it right there. Like, when they took the fucking society away, I was pissed. I was fucking mad. I'm still fucking mad. I'm just mad. I, I want another season of the society. Yeah. And I was eh, a little butthurt, not brokenhearted about the wrestling one. Right. I had intent to watch it, but now that I know it's left all fucking a mess because they didn't even do the last season, I'm just not going to touch it. But I glow, that's it. But I did want to see it. But right. as far as... uh. The Irregulars, The Last Kingdom, and The Duchess don't give a shit. I mean, fuck Netflix for that kind of mentality, but never watch those shows, so it's not going to break my heart. Yeah, and I think that's the worst part, is like, if they don't get a proper ending, then like, to go back and even check out these shows, it's like, is it even worth it? Because, you know, like, it's not going to get resolved, and there's like, no ending really, right? So it's, I think that's the other side, is like, Looking at some of these, like, even if I wanted to check out the Irregulars now, I probably wouldn't. Because so. you're not going to get a satisfying ending. Yeah, so it's like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, hopefully, and honestly, like, hopefully the silver lining to this is that Netflix realizes that the majority of their British dramas are trash, and they start axing all of them. Hey, now. Like, Double down on that British like let's get rid of the crown let's no. get rid of downton abbey like let's just all of them no double down on that shit it's great mm. give me more Are you sure it hasn't been paying off so far according to them apparently but yeah i mean uh, does it say here if they're actually getting like a last season or if they're just shot i think they're just shot I didn't see anything about final installments or any kind of closure, because that would be out of Netflix's wheelhouse to give any kind of closure to something they cancel. Much uh, like Fox. I think Showtime. it says here, The Last Kingdom, like they announced season five, and then it's... That's going to be the last, I think, so maybe that one gets an ending, but... Well, it depends if they already shot it, if they already wrote it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if they it's, made... It's like Ray Donovan, right? Like... They were told season six, they finished season five, and then before they could even film season six. Oh, by the way, you guys are done. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, on the one hand, I get, like, because Netflix has so much shit that, like, you've got to be able to kind of manage all of that, like, as far as the business side of it. Like, you've got to, you can't just keep giving things seasons if no one's watching it or whatever metric they're judging but at the same time it fucking sucks that they just ax it with like here's no ending like they just cut it off so yeah for sure but yeah yeah well in some like at least decent netflix news yeah is joining knives out too and I'm genuinely like very excited for Knives Out 2 because Knives Out 1 I thought was a fantastic film. Yes. And the a- fact that the next one's going straight to Netflix, very, very, very happy about that. Yeah. 
I I finally watched that movie, which we'll get into later. But but yeah, it's uh, a bunch of other people joined too. I kind of grouped these articles: Edward Norton, also, yeah, yeah. and uh, Catherine Han. Yes, that from, was the uh, that was the other one. One division, like it's the cast of that first one was great, and I think that's what made it work, right? So having another stacked cast. Yeah, the cast of that first one, man, like when you look at like Daniel Craig and then you look at Michael Shannon and Chris Evans and Anna Diarmas, it was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is quite the fucking roll call. Yeah. And they all had like really good chemistry too. Like it just seemed to work. So like, yeah, I think that's what made that kind of movie is like a good ensemble cast at, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's. Yeah, I mean, Netflix is obviously spending their money here, right? Because they bought it for north of $400 million from Ryan J- Johnson, so. And you gotta think, this cast isn't gonna be cheap, so. No. But I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Yeah, and it's, especially because I would imagine that they're gonna do, like, kind of the like kind of new case every film i would think right so mm-hmm. yeah i would and i'd love i would love to see it actually go in that direction where it's becomes kind of like a series of flicks like anthology kind of yeah i'd be right into that yeah me too and then just i mean daniel craig will obviously be the thing that carries over right but mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i mean this is I don't remember the last time Netflix spent a bunch of money on something like this. Like, I don't remember. What was their last kind of major... Their last uh, major purchase? Yeah. Like, I'm I think it's been sure. a while. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm just looking at it right now. Because it seems like everyone is making, like, big purchases right now. Netflix is just doing their own thing, and kind of picking up a thing here and there honestly the the biggest purchase they ever made was the gray man for 200 million what the fuck is the gray man i don't know it's not even out yet to be determined the the second biggest was the irishman at 159 million oh right that one yeah scorsese makes sense Mm -hmm. huh weird Hmm. Good for Netflix. I'll watch yeah. more of these. Yeah, no, keep pumping out a movie a week. I'm into it. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember the the last thing I saw Edward Norton in. It's been a while. Motherless Brooklyn. That would be the last thing I saw him in. Right, and I never watched that. It was... Interesting. Yes, if I remember... <laughs> if I remember rightly hearing that was it, and it was like he also directed that i think so yeah i think he i think he wrote direct and starred yeah so i mean he's a good actor but maybe not (laughs) his his honestly though his acting part of that movie like if we're just gonna sidetrack for a second here yeah for sure he he fucking crushed like his character portion of that film like the overall film it was like okay that was interesting but like at the end like, it followed your normal, like, oh, here's the beginning, here's the middle, here's the fucking end, like, the resolution, the story arc from start to finish kind of thing. Like, it 
followed that path, but still by the end of it, it kind of gave me like uh, Manchester by the Sea vibes, where I was like, that was still kind of pointless. Right. But at the same time, it was still kind of like a detective movie, so you're still trying to figure little things out. And it had like great cast in there too. Like aside from him, I know Alec Baldwin was in there. Oh, and there are a few others that for the life of me, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but it actually had a good cast. But more importantly, him playing like, so the whole fucking spiel about it is he's like a wannabe detective. He's not like a real detective. He's like a... Oh, like private, a PI? Yeah. But he's got fucking Tourette's. Oh, okay. And I will say, like, as far as like him going with Tourette's, like, he did a really fucking good job of playing someone with Tourette's. It wasn't oh, like... Yeah, yeah. He didn't like undersell it, but he didn't go over the top where you're like, okay, man, we fucking get it. You have Tourette's. You found that like kind of nice middle ground of like, it's believable. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like all in all, like it, it wasn't my favorite movie just because I felt it was a little slow and, and, and dull, but it was a decent plot. He did phenomenal in the character that he played. So, I mean, I got no real complaints at the end of the day. Right. <clears throat> and maybe that's just a thing of like, He's always been a good actor, like that that's undeniable. But maybe writing and directing isn't his forte. Who knows? But hmm. I kinda wanna watch that now. <laughs> oh, I lost your audio. Right. <laughs> um but yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I remapped the mute button on my Go XLR. It used to be uh, like push the mute button and hold it to like mute, and then when you let go, it would release. But right. with their newest update, you can actually just make it a full blown toggle. Right. So I can just tap it now, and I sometimes forget that when I tap it, <laughs> like I'll push and hold it as if it, I'm doing it the old way, right. and then I'll release my finger thinking it's active again, and it's not. Yeah. Oh, good. Anyway, yeah, it's it's not terrible. If you remind me after the show, I can add you to. I really should add you to my server. Is what I should have should have done a long time ago, and it's oh. on there. Oh, fair enough. I actually, pre it's probably on mine somewhere, and I just haven't watched it. I'm fair. notorious for just adding. Yeah, but, me fucking too. Yeah, and then in fucking crazy news, all of Hollywood decided to fucking cancel the Golden Globes. <laughs> Yeah, I've been kind of following this piece by piece, and there's like, I mean, like this this article is kind of focusing like on Tom Cruise, but I know Scarlett Johansson has come out and been like, "Fuck you guys!" Like a lot of, oh man, there's a lot more than that too. Like I wish I remember. Yeah, it was like pretty much anyone that has been big and like got an award from the Golden Globes basically said like these guys are fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. So, yeah, like it's I. What is so? What's the main criticism there? Uh, that basically it's run by like a boys' club kind of thing. That's just like they're like sexless or sexist and a bunch of and racist and all that kind of shit. And I don't know where the first drop in the bucket came from, but someone basically was like, "All right, fuck you guys!" Like you I guys believe are clearly a, a, you know sexist and racist and all this other shit. And I'm not taking part in it anymore. And then, like, that just got the ball rolling. And then a bunch of celebrities are all coming out of woodwork. And they're like, no, we agree. Fuck the Golden Globes. Fuck the people behind it. And since then, they've announced that they're, like, restructuring, that they're adding people 
to like the the roster and like the jury i guess if you will to like have more inclusion and shit but a lot of people are still saying like hey man too little too fucking late like just firing some people and hiring some new people and like may or may not be adding some new categories that's not going to cut it like you need a complete overhaul yeah yeah i think it i think it was nbc that started where they basically said like yeah we're not going to air this shit anymore so like find a new home Mm -hmm. which but yeah i mean it's i think the the same shit happens with like the oscars on a certain level but maybe not as bad as this but yeah i I don't know how you fix the golden globes they always seemed like a fucking joke to begin with like it was always like the joke of like it's the pre-oscar party and there's an open bar that you don't see right and it's just people fucking drinking beers and fucking giving awards like so i don't know what a new golden globes is like do you just not do it (laughs) yeah i don't know like the the one line in this article here that i think is like most telling of all is that so far 100 pr firms representing different aspects of the film industry said that they're they're basically going to have nothing to do with the uh hollywood foreign press association which is like the group that puts on yeah. the golden globes 100 fucking pr firms man like that's, that's a shit ton that's uh yeah that's a lot and then when you couple that with like no one's gonna air it and famous like big actors are saying here's your awards back i don't want these anymore yeah it it looked like this all stemmed from like two different and like uh la times did two investigations about this that all kind of stemmed from the president making comments that black lives matters that group is actually a racist hate group. Oh, so they kind of like fucking kicked off all these investigations and then it was just all fucking downhill from that. Uh, yeah, that seems, uh, maybe, maybe don't say that. Yeah, it's probably not, a, not a smart move, but, but that's, no. that's fucking like, I mean, I shouldn't just say that's Hollywood. That's so much of like any big business. They're just old fucking white conservative dudes and it's just like a little fucking boys club and one hand washes the other all the goddamn time yeah and then there's like because there's no diversity they're completely tone deaf Mm -hmm. and they say something and they don't have someone from that background saying like whoa whoa like maybe like don't don't fucking say that because you know but so i over under 75 percent that the golden globes actually come back like for 2021 or 2022 what are we talking just like they come back or they don't like we just never see them again i think they'll come back but i think it's going to be at at least a year or two before we see them again i think there's going to be major reform like it already sounds like the president has i don't know if he got booted or stepped down but i feel like it's just going to be a complete gutting of the hollywood foreign press and an installation of completely new people. Yeah. People that were like harping on them too. Like, hey, you hate us? Come come work for us and you know. Right. Tell us how to fix this. Yeah. I think that would be the play. Like if you're trying to fix this, is get the people that were really vocal about it and say, like, okay, we want to change. How should we change? You know. Yeah. So for sure. But 
Yeah, this is like, I can't remember the last time, like, all of Hollywood got together and was like, we're going to cancel you. Like, uh, it, wasn't, it was only a few years ago that the fucking everybody finally came down on Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah, that is true. That is true. That would have been the last big one, though, that I recall. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. Fucking. I mean, it's good that this shit is coming to light and all of that, but. Yeah crazy it's pretty wild yeah so in uh in some other exciting news it looks like Kiefer sutherland's coming back yeah i'm gonna do a new paramount plus spy series i am so fucking excited for this in the hopes that it's like 24 coming back yeah i enjoyed i didn't really care for designated survivor but i i used to be a big big fan of 24 yeah, same. I gave Designated Survivor like a season and was like, okay, this isn't this isn't for me. But I fucking love Twenty Four. So if they can maybe do that, but just not Twenty Four, mm-hmm. fuck yeah! Like sign me right up. So, I mean, I don't know. It says here that he's going to be like a private espionage operative. So maybe it's not like some government group. But I'm still into it. I like yeah. I just like Kiefer in those roles. Yeah, me too. So it's unless yeah. they decided to like redo the Lost Boys with him in it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd be down for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is cool. And I think I mean with Paramount Plus, like all of these streaming platforms, like you've got to find original content to bring people in, give them a reason to pay, right? So it's like this isn't a bad one to start, so mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, I'm all right with this. Eight episodes it says, so I'm trying to see here if they have anyone from Twenty Four. I don't it think so. Doesn't look like it. So, but yeah, I'm all right with this. Yeah, I'll check it out. And then uh, at Indiana Jones Five. Got some more people. Boyd Hallbrook and I'm not even gonna try that other name because I'll butcher the fuck out of it. Donna Renee Wilson. Yes. Um. Yeah. Joining. Uh, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. Mads Mikkelsen. Phoebe uh, Walter Bridge also in this. So. Yeah, if I I'm already boycotting the new fucking Indiana Jones though. Because it doesn't have aliens in Shia LaBeouf? I could do it with or without aliens, but Shia is supposed to be the new one, and I want more Shia. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm I'm excited for this, because that, that last Indiana Jones movie fucking sucked, so I'll say that. It wasn't the best. <laughs> I'll give you that. It got a little too fucking kooky for me. Which is sad because I love alien-esque things. So even them going in that direction, I was like, fuck, this isn't good. No. I'm I'm curious what this movie does. Like, does it try to do what it did with Shia LaBeouf? Like, here's kind of some people in it, and we're going to kind of spin them out into other ones after? Or is it just going to be, here's the last Indiana Jones? And then they're done. Like, I'm curious if they're going to try to, like, pass the reins during this new one to someone. 
I don't know. I would imagine. I mean, I don't think Harrison's got too many Indiana Jones flicks at him. No, <clears throat> I think he's. I'd be surprised if he was in it after this. Yeah, I I have a strong feeling this is definitely going to be his last one. Yeah. So I'm just I'm more curious if they try to like. Here's the new Indiana Jones that is younger and can carry a franchise for another ten years, kind of thing. So. Yeah, he needs to pass the torch. Yeah, which. And hopefully yeah. they pick the right person to pass that torch to. Yeah, and I'm. Uh, James Mangalode is directing this, and he did uh, that last Logan movie. So he's oh, yeah. got he's got my vote because I that last Logan that Logan movie I really liked, except for the I thought the end was real shit, but uh, the whole movie I really liked. It was kind of like a nice like old kind of dude retiring, and if he can kind of do that with Harrison Ford, like. It here's kind of the end of his story and the end of it kind of sets up all this other shit. Like, do that right. You can do more of these, right? Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. Yeah, and it looks like that's all the news. Yeah, it's a little news week. Mm-hmm. But I watched a bunch of shit. Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah, so... I checked out uh, a show called Gangs of London, which is, I think it's British. It's like a British crime one. Which I have in my queue, but I just, life yeah. hasn't allowed me. Um, that show's fucking rad. It yeah. Is, yeah, it is like beautifully shot, um, super well acted, and the action is like, kind of like John Wick when it happens. Like, it's like really good choreography. Or like you're watching the fight scenes and it's like, holy shit, like this is like, you think like someone from the raid is doing it. Like it's really good. Um, Super like kind of dark, gory, like almost like pre Game of Thrones. Okay. Where it's like, we're not holding back. We're going to totally kill this guy in a really fucked up way. Like I think the show opens with, so like the general plot and I won't spoil it because if you're going to watch it but essentially there's a a crime family and the dad dies and the son all of a sudden inherits the crime family and it's him trying to deal with all of these other gangs that rely on him and it opens up as like he's trying to find out who killed his dad so he basically says we're going to halt all of the gang drug production until we find out and no one's happy about that Uh, But he's trying to figure out who killed his dad, and he's holding a guy upside down on a building. They pour gas on him, and then they light him on fire while they're holding him, and, like, trying to get information, and then they fucking drop him after, like, it gets gets dark. It's cool. Really? Yeah. And it's, uh, uh, that, uh, the mum from Game of Thrones is in it. The mum. Um... The uh, Stark mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she plays like the mom in this. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's super well done. Like, yeah. I don't, like, I won't talk spoilers because you're going to watch it, but, uh, but like, came out of left field for me because I was like perusing Rotten Tomatoes. Like, oh, what's, 
what's out what what are people liking and i think this thing was sitting at like a 90 to 100 percent or something like that and i was like all right try 90 that to 100 on rotten i think so i'll look it up <clears throat> it was hitting really high damn what's it sitting at yeah a 97 percent audience 91 percent critic so that's pretty legit yeah, so I figured I would uh, I would check it out. Um, yeah, like very well done, like cool kind of plot threads, storylines, good choreography. Like it's it's solid. All right then. So if if you get a get a chance to watch it, we'll maybe go a little bit more in depth. But then I checked out Son of Sam. I have got two episodes of that done okay so what do you think about it so far i don't know the first episode was a little slow for me and then it started to pick up into the second but un unfortunately that's as far as i've made it as the second yeah but obviously i'm just i am uh i'm a big fan of uh the narration yes um paul giamatti mm -hmm. yeah yeah that took me off by spread so it's like hey that's the dude from billions so in that regard, I'm I'm into it so far. Yeah, me too. Um, I finished all of it, and I was hoping it was going to be more of a deep dive on the Son of Sam case, but it kind of goes a completely different direction that I don't think I like, where it focuses on that dude, like the reporter, I think it is, and mm -hmm. it's like him like trying to go down this like theory rabbit hole of like oh it's actually this like cult kind of thing or it's like there's other stuff with it which like there's parts of that that is like okay i can see some juice there um but i was kind of hoping for more of like an in-depth on i guess the original stuff and that kind of they kind of deal with that in the first episode and then the rest is like based on his kind of like journey i guess yeah so but i mean it's short it's like what four episodes i think yeah it's it's not a big commitment no so like in that regard like i think it's totally fine for what it is because it's not long but uh but yeah i mean it's we're a sucker for those so i mean if they put one out i'll watch mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. but uh but yeah like i I think it's well done. I think it just went in a direction that I didn't want it to go. So. But. Eh, well done nonetheless. Yeah. And I I just love those true crime documentaries. So. Yeah. So like any of those, like I'll check it out. Um, yeah. So. And then uh, I finally watched Knives Out. Man, that took a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw all the casting news and I was like, I should I should really watch that first one and see what this is all about. And uh the movie's fucking cool. Um Yeah, it was very, very, very well done. Yeah, yeah, like the whole who done it kind of thing. I thought was like it it kept you guessing for a good chunk of it. You know, like halfway through, you kind of get an idea of like, okay, I'm pretty sure it's this guy, but but like it was very well done. And the cast, like I think we talked about this in the news there, like 
that cast and their chemistry was like crazy good on like chemistry, like interactions and stuff like that. Like they just, they blended so well together that I think that's really what made it work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like it just makes me excited for the second one. Like I, I was excited when the first one came out. But it was like, oh, I'm excited. That looks good, but it was never like top priority. And then when I finally got a chance to watch it, I was like, this is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was like, I had the same thing. I just took way longer to watch it where I was like, that looks good. And like, there was a bunch of buzz about it. And then, but I never got around to it. And then I finally watched it and I was like, oh shit, I should have done this a long time ago. Um, yeah. I think with the sequels like i'm really excited that like daniel craig is like kind of the centerpiece and then it'll be like an anthology case i'm assuming um but yeah like it's very well done and like i really like his style of like going back and forth with the flashbacks like kind of giving you this piece and then moving forward like as it progresses like it did that really cool where it was like okay we're gonna feed you this tidbit that Daniel Craig is investigating and then we'll like flashback to kind of give you another tidbit. Like I mm-hmm. thought that was very well done. Like we're kind of dripped at the information slowly kind of as they were interviewing them. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for uh, more of that. Cause yeah, all around really good time. Yeah. Can't wait for the sequel. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know why, but I decided to rewatch all of the Hunger Games movies. Okay, I was just going to ask, is this a rewatch or is this a first time? No, this is a rewatch because um, there was no movies coming out. So I was like, all right, well, what am I going to watch? And so I was like, I kind of want to see how those aged because I remember liking them in the theaters. Um, and I was like, I'm curious how these hold up. And the answer to that is they hold up very well. Like, I still enjoyed them. Yeah. I don't know if you liked them or not when they came out but no i did i i because they all came out like all those movies were like all in the same time frame where it was like they were turning a bunch of different books into films and then they realized they could capitalize even more by turning a book into two fucking films right like harry potter did it yeah and fucking this did it. I think the other big series uh, out at the time was the Divergent series. Right, right. And the, and the Maze Runner fucking series. Like, they were all kind of... That was the trend at the time. Yeah, it was like that like young adult novel. Like, everyone in Hollywood is fucking buying whatever young adult novel comes out to make yeah. it a dystopian blockbuster. Um, Twilight. Twilight was another one. Right, yeah. <sighs> But I, I really, I actually, I really did enjoy the Hunger Games. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, like I really enjoyed when they came out, and yeah, I rewatched it, and I was like, these totally fucking hold up still. Like they are still very good stories, and like all the people in it are really good, and like the plot, like kind of how they end the movies and go into the other ones, like all still holds up. Like I was like pleasantly surprised. I'm just happy they were able to actually get through them all. Yeah, because like speaking of these like other movies from the similar time frame, there, I can't help but think of the Divergent series, which was very similar, and I also like thought they were entertaining, right? And had uh, like some decent actors in it, right? Like fucking Kaya Scudellario. I always butcher her last name. Scudellario. Okay. 
And now I can't remember the other girl's name. And Miles Teller was in them. Yep, that's right. But they they fucking... That one made me mad because they like did three out of the four and the third one didn't do as well as they uh as they had hoped in theaters, so they like told the cast, they're like, Hey guys, we do plan on finishing this series. We are gonna do the fourth one. We don't think it does theatrically very well, so we're gonna slash the budget down to like half and we're gonna do a direct to DVD release. And I hope, they, yeah. I, I hope you guys are okay with that. And they were all like, No, we're not okay with that. We are not doing a direct to DVD fourth fucking movie and then that was it just ended so there's yeah. no fucking closure in that series uh, yeah which is like <clears throat> what the fuck did you expect when like you tell the cast like yeah so the next one's just gonna be vod and they're like no no like get the fuck out of here like if i wanted to do vod i would do it so uh, but i think that was also a byproduct of like all of those ya kind of films coming out is like you had like the hunger games which was very good and then you had a bunch of other ones that maybe weren't good but they were just trying to cash in on the audience really liking it so Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of like oh this is the new big thing we need uh we need hunger games and then they brushed it and it was like oh maybe that one is actually just not good yeah um but yeah hunger games still holds up all right good to know and then that uh, Unsolved Mysteries Netflix show. So they have that companion podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it's quietly releasing episodes every week. And it is very good. And I've been listening to it every week. So I figured I would show it out. Like, if you want more Unsolved Mysteries and you're into listening to podcasts, check it out. Because they're in, like nice 30-minute episodes that are more of that. Um and they have a nice healthy mix of like not all of them are just murders like here's a weird fucking cemetery that things happen right um so they kind of go more into the weirder stuff than the show does so the so the companion podcast isn't like more information about the stories it's actual more stories that didn't make the the television version yeah okay yeah so they're like shorter stories so like there's someone like, hey, this dude kidnapped his family and they're trying to find them. Uh, here's a weird graveyard that fucks people up. Uh, here's a house that is haunted kind of thing or stuff like that. Like, It's kind of like mini companion pieces that maybe aren't worthy of a full like 55 minute episode, but do very well for like, here's 20 minutes of a guy narrating it. Mm-hmm. So. All right, well, maybe I'll add that. I just added a slew of fucking podcasts to my podcast list, so. Yeah, so it's good. It's, like, nice and short. I think they're, like, 28 minutes or something like that, and I think they come out every week, and I think there's a bunch of them in the back catalog, so. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're, yeah, they're just nice, very well done, very well <clears> produced, <throat> like, good quality, so if you want more of that, check it out. Are these available where all podcasts are available? I believe so, yeah. It's not exclusive to anywhere. No. So I'm going to take a second here and just rant. Okay. I yep. fucking love Spotify. Like their music streaming platform. I fucking love it. But their podcast stuff is shit. It is absolutely fucking toilet garbage. It yeah. is the worst fucking podcasting setup inside a fucking app that I've ever seen. Yep. Even the, the like my biggest fucking gripe is, it, is it's painful to play podcasts off there. I even turned it off. There's a feature because a lot of these like... I listen to Joe Rogan through Spotify, which has a video element to it. 
I go into the settings and I go, no fucking video, audio only for podcasts. And I'll be driving down the fucking road or whatever. I'll turn on Joe Rogan and then I'll see, I'll like open up my phone to do something when I'm stopped and there'll be fucking video playing. And it's like, cool, you were burning three times the amount of data for a feature I don't want. Yep. But then their other features are absolutely trash. Like it doesn't auto download episodes for you. Yep. There's no way to like nicely archive them. Like I was, I tried, I tried so hard. I transferred all of the podcasts I listened to to Spotify so it could have it in one spot. And it's just so fucking trashy that literally the only podcast I listen to on Spotify right now is Joe Rogan, because that is literally the only place you can fucking listen to Joe Rogan. Yep. I went back to pocket cast for everything and it's automatically set up. Yep. Download the newest. As soon as I'm done listening to an episode, it'll delete it from my yep. fucking phone and then it'll archive it and it'll hide it. So any yep. podcast, I just click it and it'll go, hey, here are the five episodes you haven't listened to yet. They're already downloaded. They're ready to fucking go. And it does this seamlessly in the background without me ever having to touch anything. Yep. Take I some fucking notes, please, Spotify. Yep. I, I use Pocket Cast as well. Um, there was, I had that same thing when Spotify was like, yo, we're doing podcasts. I was like, oh, if I can have like my music and podcasts all in one place, like great. So I like threw all my podcasts in there and tried it out. And then I was like, wait, this is actually really, really shit. Um, I'm not going to use this. And then I switched back to Pocket Cast. Yeah. It is so fucking bad, man. Yeah. And it's like, you would think that like a lot of people like Joe Rogan and he probably brings a lot of people for podcasts to that platform. So you would think they would maybe make a decent podcast platform and yeah. not just make it garbage. Um, Cause well, yeah. My other fucking gripe with it too is like two gripes is one is they do have the ability. You can filter your like podcast list and go filters. Don't show me the ones that I've played. But it's not as smart as Pocket Cast, where Pocket Cast will just, once you completely listen to a show, it'll archive it and you can show or hide the archives. With Spotify, you can hide or show podcasts that you've quote unquote played. Well, guess what? As soon as you listen to 10 seconds of a podcast, let's say you get into it, you start a new podcast, but you're almost home. So you've listened to it for all the two minutes. If you turn on that hide played, it's considered played because you played two minutes of it and it fucking disappears. So, so then you have to go, okay, show all podcasts and scroll down to see that tiny little green fucking bar. That seems awful. That, yes, that it, is, it is terrible. No sense. No sense. And, you know, when I used to listen to Rogan before he became Spotify exclusive, he would do like six or seven minutes worth of fucking ads at the beginning of the episode and a couple minutes at the end of the episode. You could just skip. You just fast forward, get through all those ads. I'm a Spotify premium member and still multiple. And it, it's gotten worse. It used to be like in the dead center of a Joe Rogan episode. Spotify would play their own fucking ad. And 99% of the time it was for Wealth Simple and Mazda. And they were one minute ads each that you couldn't skip. And that irritated me because I'm I pay for fucking premium. So like uh, I'm supposed to get ad free experience here. Yeah. And then they've amped it lately. Now, at least three times throughout a Joe Rogan podcast, it'll just stop and Spotify will roll their B-roll fucking ads in the middle of the podcast multiple times. That's horseshit. Because the whole point of the premium like subscriptions is like ad free. 
So yep. like if you're paying for it and then you're still getting ads, like fuck that. Mm-hmm. Like, is that just Joe Rogan or is that other stuff? No, it's done it to some other podcasts <clears throat> too that I've listened to on there. Some like bigger ones. Oh, but I've gotten rid of like Joe Rogan is the only thing I'll listen to on Spotify now as far as podcasts go because their player sucks, their downloading sucks, their sorting sucks, their filters suck, and these bullshit two minutes worth of ads that you can't fucking skip that pop up right in the middle. Done with it. So I just went back to Pocket Cast, and then even when an ad comes up in the middle of it, I fast forward thirty seconds. I'm out the ad. I'm on the other end. Yeah, and Pocket Cast also has uh, like a really seamless like desktop to phone. Yeah. Like so, like quite often I'll be like at work <laughs> listening to a podcast on my phone. I'll get home and it's like okay, I'm gonna play this video game and I want to resume the podcast. I just open up the app and it's already synced to my progress. I just hit play. Yeah, and I think you just have to have their premium package for that. But I didn't yeah. have Google Play credit credit that I think I bought like three years of it. So yeah, that's that's what I have too. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's the end of my Spotify fucking podcast rant. Fair enough. Spotify Be fucking better, or yeah. like, call me, just give me a fucking call, and I'll tell you how to fi- like what to fix. Here, just look at Pocket Cast and do that. Yeah, yeah. That, get your shit together, Spotify. Anyway, aside yeah. from that rant, the only really thing I watched was the kind of it was a rewatch because I watched this show years and years and years ago. But the fiance was. Looking for something to watch after she finished whatever the last show she was watching was. I can't remember now. I was like, oh, you should check out Happy Endings. So naturally, with it playing in the background all the time, I ended up like pseudo rewatching the majority of it. Man, what a great show that was. I never watched it, so. It is funny. It is super, super, super funny. If you like Parks and Rec, if you like The Office, if you like New Girl... Like it's all, it's like, it's just in line with all of those. And it's just a great fucking series. And it ended way too soon. Oh, I remember seeing this back in the day. Now that I IMDb it. Like way too soon. Like it only has three seasons and it breaks, absolutely breaks my fucking heart that it ended. Cause it was, it was good. It was really, really fucking funny. I'm looking at the cast and like solid cast mm-hmm. too. Huh. Well, for those who are interested, is Damon Wayans is in Happy Endings. Yes. And actually, I don't know, did you ever watch New Girl? Yep. Okay. So the first season of New Girl, Damon Wayans is in it and he plays Coach. Right. And he's in the first season of New Girl playing the character of Coach. And then before the end of that season, he leaves that series. A he goes, he moves to he meets a girl and moves to Chicago or some shit. I can't remember. But he ends up leaving that series. In real life, the reason he left that series was because he left New Girl as a supporting role to be a lead role in Happy Endings. Oh. So he left New Girl, went to Happy Endings. Happy Endings did three seasons. And then it unfortunately got canceled. And then it was like a year after that when they were doing the last season or, or two of New Girl, he, they brought him back. Right, right. But that was that was why the character of Coach Departed New Girl was so that Damon Waynes could do this show. Huh. I kind of want to check this out now because he was great in New Girl. So, If you liked him in New Girl, I think his character in fucking Happy Endings is better than his character in New Girl. Really? Bar none. Hmm. I should check this out. 
it was funny and just like going back and like it still holds up like even after all these years because it's been off air for quite some time the old lady absolutely loved it and like just like the <clears throat> episodes here and there that i would catch just funny just fucking funny yeah i feel like most of those sitcoms like if they're done well they hold up like years later right so I will add that to the list because I haven't watched one of those kind of sitcoms in a while. So mm -hmm. it was huh. good, real good. Three seasons; they're twenty-two minutes an episode. There's not a, like there's like twelve or something episodes per season. I will add that to the list because that sounds all right. Interesting, but that's a uh, that's my short week. Yeah, and that's. All I got too. All right. Well, then I guess I will catch you on the next one. Yeah.